Hi everybody, welcome to Chaos Under Control. My name is Emily Richardson and I am the host and the creator of this podcast. Well, we have reached that time. This is the final episode for season one. Dun, dun, dun. No, I'm kidding. But yeah, this is the final episode for season one and it's bittersweet. I am so excited because tomorrow my husband will be back home from his six-week training. And wait a minute, I say tomorrow, but it's 1.34 a.m. right now. So <laughs> there's that. But he will be back home tomorrow. We have Christmas coming up, my son's birthday. There's just a lot going on. And I think getting this episode out before he gets home is the best thing. So that way he and I can have time with our family and really enjoy these holidays coming up and jump into the new year. But season two is coming mid-January, I would say. I don't have an exact day yet. But if you keep a lookout on my Instagram at Emily G. Richeson, I will keep y'all updated and I promise I will let you know when that episode will be coming out. So don't miss out on season two. If you have been a part of my season one journey, thank you so much. It means the world to me. This is my very first year season, however you want to label it, as a podcaster and it has been very emotional but very rewarding. And to kind of touch on that, the episode I made most recently, episode 32, was one of the hardest moments of my life when it comes to being honest about something. And I really appreciate the support I've gotten back from that. I have had some people that I'm very close to decide that they don't want to talk to me right now and that's fine. And then I've had strangers approach me and, you know, be very happy that I spoke on that topic. So very, very broad spectrum there, but nonetheless, I took the leap of faith. I made the episode and I'm so thankful that I did. So thank y'all for the love and support, but we are going to dive right into episode 33 today. So it is labeled the season finale But I'm going to kind of fall back on some big moments of this decade and kind of give us the fuel we need to put us up to the next decade and just the next year, the next month, just to kind of get us in the right direction. So think of the decade as a whole and this past year even. If you don't want to think of the decade, that's fine. But just think of this past year. So this past year, I became a mother and... My husband became a father, and let me tell you, watching him become a father was like our marriage just, it changed in the best way, don't get me wrong, but it definitely changed. We moved from Colorado to Georgia. My husband got promoted. I went from not working to working to not working again, and it's just been a whirlwind, and now I'm a photographer, and it is the bomb, and of course, I found my love for this podcast, and I I'm so grateful. So y'all, this year has been exotic. But then I think even further back to the decade as a whole. Now, decades are 10 years. That seems like if you hear 10 years right now, I guarantee you, you're like, oh, 2005. Wrong. Because I did the same thing. I was like, oh, so like 2003, maybe 2007. Nope, not even. It's 2010. So I just want to throw that out there for you. P.S. My dog is snoring so hard next to me. She's about to suck the paint off the wall. So if you hear that, 
sorry, again, it's now 1.38 in the morning, but I'm dedicated to the podcast, so I had to sneak in an episode, but ignore her. She's having some good sleep right now, and I can't relate, but anyways, thinking about a decade, that's 10 years, so I was in 10th grade in 2010, and now I am turning 25 in two months, and I have a child and a husband, and my life is totally different, but I will say that I don't I normally base my life off the years. So I'll say like, oh, last year was great. Or the year before that was great. Or 2003 was really great. Like, you know, I'll just randomly say things like that. I don't really say, wow, that decade was just the bomb. Because so much can happen. You can grow. You can have the best things happen to you. The worst things. You just have so much that can happen in a 10-year period. Now, just to kind of lighten the mood a little bit, I'm going to throw out a few things that just kind of refresh you on this decade. Just I only have three because I, if I would have taken the time to write them all, this episode would be like six hours long. So first of all, a hit song for a very long time in its year, I should say, Riding Solo by Jason Derulo. I'm riding solo, I'm riding solo, solo. Here's what happened. I would sing that at the top of my lungs in my room like I had just been newly divorced and I was finally the free bird released from its cage. I had no idea what I was doing with my life, y'all. I was 10th grade girl wearing an American Eagle shirt and those little jelly bands on my wrist, wearing the perfume from Bath and Body Works that literally smelled like a candle, like it was too much. But that was a big deal then, and praise the Lord for change. Now, the second one, don't you judge me, don't. And it's funny because so many people tag me in memes of him and all this stuff, and I don't get offended because to this day, I am a believer. Justin Bieber, back in the day, now hair flipping Justin Bieber, like young, moved here from Canada, I was up. Obsessed. In 2010, I went to his concert on crutches and got to sit in the handicap section, like where the wheelchair access is, because my crutches couldn't go up the steps to where our seats were. So shout out to my dislocated kneecap that got us even closer to my man. And yeah, it was real embarrassing now that I look back on it, but I do love Justin Bieber to this day. He is incredible. He has a beautiful wife, but I love his music. Truly, I feel like he is the person that God decided, you know what, I was going to put her with him, but he made my husband three days later. Their birthdays are very close. And he said, you know what, I changed my mind. I got something better. And then he made my husband. They were born the same year, but my husband was three days later. Now my dog Lucy was born on Justin Bieber's birthday. So really, it all comes full circle. But you know what? I've ranted about that long enough. Moving on. (laughs) If my husband listens to my podcast, which I don't think he does, I love you, babe. Promise. So last one. You remember in 2012 when the world was supposed to end? Does anyone else remember that? Because literally, I feel like it was like around this time of 2012. It was sometime in December. The world was supposed to end. And that day, I was at home with my family None of us really believed it, but I was like, you know what, watch it end just because like we're not taking it seriously. And it didn't. And that year's senior class, like their senior t-shirts were like, the world's not ending. We're just taking over. And I'm like, sure, whatever. We live in a farm town. You do that. You ride that tractor. No, I'm kidding. But (laughs) you know what I mean? So it was a very interesting decade. Now let's take a step back and kind of analyze the year and the decade as a whole, or this past year, 
2019 and the decade as a whole. What did you appreciate about it? What did you regret? What did you wish you could maybe relive? Let's add some specifics there. So something you might have appreciated. I graduated high school and I went to a makeup school and I got certified in makeup. I went to a dental assisting school. I got certified in dental assisting. I went to a technical college for like three weeks and I was like, what am I doing here? There's nothing that a college that is four years or anything can give me. Like there's nothing I want here. So I did a lot of growing and I appreciated my time at all those places because I met new people. They were all in different states and I grew as a person. I learned so much and I have certifications under my belt that if in the day comes that I need those certifications to provide for my family, I can pull them out and say, hey, I got this. I'm good to go. But that was really great. I appreciated that. I appreciated marrying my husband in this decade my child being born this year, I appreciated so much. And so really, I will say that though there was bad, there was a lot more good. I'm very appreciative for so many things. Now, the next one on the flip side, a regret. If you listen to my episode 32, you know that there was a lot of regret with that, a lot. And that was the thing I regret the most about the entire decade, about my entire life. And it wasn't the year of 2019, but nonetheless, that was a lot of regret. I also regret taking advantage of time that I had with my family because now that my husband's in the military and he has been our whole marriage, we're away from family so much. And I hate that I didn't spend more time at my grandma's house just hanging out with her. And I know that I've devoted a lot of time to them, but maybe I should have spent more or I had loved ones that have passed away and I wish I spent more time with them. I had my brother, he passed away in 2004 when I was nine and he was 17 and he passed away in a car accident. And I wish, you know, as a nine-year-old girl, I can't expect myself to be so attentive of this, but I wish we would have had more one-on-one time. But I do appreciate the time we had together and I kind of regret that I didn't take the time to spend more time with him, but I had no idea knowing at nine years old, I wouldn't have any more time with him. So a lot of stuff going on there, good and bad. But my last point here for thinking back, is there anything I could relive? What is a moment I would love to relive? I would love to relive my wedding day. My wedding day was at a courthouse and it was my husband, myself, and two of his army friends because you have to have two witnesses in the state of Kentucky and the officiate. And I think he had on like a tractor supply t-shirt or something. It was literally at a courthouse in Hopkinsville, Kentucky in the middle of nowhere. So just redneck, hillbilly, basic It was not anything fancy at all. And we found out the day before, hey, we're getting married tomorrow because they let him off work to get married that day. I did not have a bouquet. I did not have a wedding party. I had on a white dress that I bought from Plato's Closet last minute, literally crunch time. But you know what? It was the day that he became mine and the day that I realized that God's plan is always bigger and greater than our own. And I actually have seen that multiple times in my life, but I saw it from a relationship standpoint. And after only knowing each other three months, we got married and here we are now in April will be three years married and I am obsessed with him in the best way possible. He is perfect to me and I love him so much. I do and seeing him be a father and just the person he is, the work ethic he has, I am so blessed. So my wedding day, I would love to relive that day. 
getting engaged. That's the day I got my dog, Lucy. I would love to relive that day. Amazing day for me. I got to get engaged to my husband. I got my puppy. It kind of solidified that, you know, God's plan's taken over. It really is. And above all, the day that I had my baby and finding out I was pregnant, those two days are tied, but definitely having my baby. I didn't get to enjoy that day like I thought because after my C-section, I was so doped up from so much medication that I was kind of asleep, but I wish I could relive that day. And thank goodness I have pictures and videos to help me through it, but man, I would love to just have that day again. So those are huge. Another day that I feel like kind of ties in there, but I don't like to think about it because it makes me cry sometimes is when my husband came back from deployment. Sending him off from deployment was one of the hardest days of my life, but getting him home was such a good day. But that's too many emotions for such a late morning podcast. I can't really get into that. So continuing on down our list. So we've thought about the previous year or the year we're on now, so to speak, and years past in this decade as a whole. Some things we accomplished, some places we might have grown in our marriages, our families, our friendships, our careers, school, sports, our health and fitness. There's so many areas we've grown and strengthened those areas and then other places we might have fallen in those same categories. So a lot that has happened in the past, but let's look forward for the next year and the next decade. And when I say next year, I literally mean less than 30 days, like 2020 is next month. And let me just pause There's a lot of people, and I have fallen this way many times, that, you know, New Year's resolutions are so big because everybody thinks January is that fresh start. And though it is just another day, January 1st really is just another day, there is that magic of the new year. And to me personally, I think that if there's that magic, it shouldn't matter. If there really is no, like, extremity to thinking of or extremity benefit, I should say, of thinking of no or January 1st as this like magical day where things just happen and your mind gets on track and you're just more inclined to do things. Even if there's nothing to validate that, if you have those emotions and you feel that it is, go for it. If it makes you go to the gym, if it makes you eat healthier, go on more dates with your spouse, spend more time at church with your family, Whatever, if it motivates you in any way, take it, no matter what day of the year it is. But why not look for January 1st to be that day? It's coming up, let's take advantage of it. So if you're one of those people that thinks that it's just kind of a myth and it's not necessary, that's fine. But this right here is for the people who believe that January 1st has a little bit of power to it. So I'm going to try to fall in that category with you and we're just going to go for it, friends. So the next year and decade... Think about something or things that you want to do. So I was about to say tomorrow. Who am I? And I need to go to bed. But 2020 is coming up. This next month is 2020. So when 2030 comes, which sounds like it's forever away, but you see how fast 2020 got here. When 2030 comes here, you want to look back and look at this time period and think, okay, What did I do? What did I miss out on? What do I regret? All those things. So let's break that down. What is something or some things that you want to accomplish in 2020 beyond? I want to be more successful as a businesswoman with photography, with my podcast. I want to do that. I may end up going back to school for something else. I don't know. I 
that's something that I'm wrestling with. I love photography. I love my podcast, but I am someone that finds it so hard to be stuck at home and I need something to occupy my time. And my baby's not going to be a little baby forever. And once he goes into school, I need something that's more than just making my own hours with photography and my podcast. Don't get me wrong. I love those two and I have no plans of giving them up. I want to see them successfully go with me throughout the years, but something to kind of fill my time would help, especially with my husband being gone in the military. With my son being young right now, I want to be with him at all times so he doesn't feel like his parents aren't around. But when he's in school and he's gone multiple hours, I think if my husband's especially gone, I need to occupy my time as well during that. So that's something I might want to do. I might want to take on a new career or learn a new hobby or invent something. There's no telling, but there's so many things that I have on my list that I want to do. I would love to travel, would love to travel. And I don't even have any specific places. I could go anywhere. You could take me anywhere and I can turn it into an adventure. Ask my mother-in-law. I always joke when she goes to Sam's Club, I'm like, you're going on an excursion. You're going on an adventure. Like I just make everything an adventure. It just makes life more fun. But traveling would be awesome. So something that you may want to do, think on that, write it down, put sticky notes on your mirror, put it in your planner when you're at work one day and you just want to quit because you're so fed up and you're like, I hate it. If you know that being at work is going to get what it is you want to do checked off your to-do list, look back on that sticky note. Say, okay, you know what? I really want to accomplish this. This, whatever it is, is my ultimate goal for this decade, for whatever year it is. And I know if I stick this out, it'll get me there. Use that as motivation. Set those goals now so you can continue to look back to them and feed off of them and just continue to fuel that fire so you can reach them so much easier. So, Definitely make note of that. Now, some decisions you may want to make. That's a little more intense in some ways. Some decisions I want to make are, and I'm not trying to make this more serious or upbeat. I'm just kind of trying to make it level. Okay, so let's go with the serious route first. That'll be the best way to do it, just to get it out. Some decisions I want to make are better financial decisions. I want to learn how to save my family more money. I want to save that money and put it into my son's account. Those are decisions I want to make. I want to have money accessible, and we're not big spenders by any means, but I want to still have money accessible from saving. And instead of saying, let's go buy this, let's go buy that, I want to say, hey, let's put some of that aside and just kind of have it. I want to be more inclined to do that. I want to have that money there to even do that. So that's definitely something huge. Another decision I want to make is when to have more kids. My husband is so, so adamant he wants more kids, and I'm just not there right now. And I would love to raise another child. Adoption is something that I think is beautiful. And to be honest, I feel like that after my situation with the episode I recorded previously, something that may help heal my heart after the situation I had is like helping a baby that doesn't have, or a child, not even a baby, that doesn't have a great home life, that isn't as blessed. And I'm not saying that's true or not. I just think that might be a good thing to do. So That's definitely something that's been on my heart. I know my husband wants more kids and we probably will have more kids. It's just so hard for me to think about that right now. And 
my husband's career is crazy and it's just, it's very overwhelming for me to think about right now. So I want to make those decisions. I don't want gray area there. I want to make better decisions in terms of my husband's career about if he's staying in the military, will it be the same job that he has now? Will he change that job? What's best for our family? I really want to make those adult decisions because if you think about it, 2010 to 2020, where we're about to be this decade, I was a teenager. I was in high school. I was in college and I'm just now about to be 25. So these were my young years. Not saying any offense to people who are older than 25, but you get it. I can kind of look back on those years and know that my parents were there to kind of pick up my slack and guide me in the right direction. And I lived with my parents a decent amount of that time. But now this decade and on, or this year on through this decade and further, I'm going to be living with my husband and my son and maybe more children that we might have. And So I'm now the adult in this decade and that's crazy to think about because my parents are still here, but it's just so strange that I'm now the adult and I'm not the teenager. I'm not the young girl living it up in Nashville. So crazy to think about that, but with becoming the adult comes decisions and you have to make those decisions for the betterment of yourself and your family. Now, another one, I want to take the situations that I've been through and the experiences and I want to use them for my future. So example, I want to take the situation of moving to Nashville with no money saved up and working my tail off as a server to make ends meet and use that for when my son decides one day, hey mom, I'm going to move to Nashville for whatever reason he moves there or wherever he goes. And he says, hey, I'm going to move here, there, wherever I'm going to go. And I say, okay, how much money do you have saved up? He says, none. Oh, okay. Let me tell you how that's not going to work out, son. And I just give him my honest opinion from experience and I'll let him decide what he wants from there. But I've actually been through it. I can speak on it. It's something that I feel like my husband and I do very well. We parent with because I've been there, not with because I've said so or because I say so. We don't parent that way. And so I'm huge on that, that I like to parent with experience and giving honest advice from someone who's been through it rather than someone who is acting like just because their birth certificate says they were born before you, that they now have the right to act like they know more about something than you do. So I definitely, because I've been through that, can tell him, save up your money. That's something huge you need to do, not just for moving, but just in general. Also, Take school seriously, middle school, high school, take it all seriously, because honestly, I could have continued on with college if I wanted to, but it's just not what I saw fit for me, and I didn't believe in racking up student loans for nothing, and I still have them right now, but in general, I didn't believe in racking up those student loans, and so if you're going to go to college or if you know there's a career you want specifically, take high school seriously. Get involved in clubs, do some sports, make friends, because I'm telling you, you need all of that to branch out in your life. And so many people leave high school and go to college in another state and they've never been in clubs and they've just kind of, you know, relaxed and hung out with their parents and let their parents pick up their slack. Or maybe they didn't study as hard and they barely got into college. And then they start college out and they're like, um, this is horrible. Or they don't have any friends because they have no social skills. Definitely take high school seriously. Let it pave the way for college. 
Your teachers are very strict in high school. Your college professors will probably not be that way. Mine were not. They didn't care if you ate breakfast in class. They didn't care if you chewed gum in class. They didn't care if you came to class because they get paid either way. So the high school teachers are very strict, but they just want to give you the highest standard. So that way you can set yourself up for the best possible college career you can have. So if they're strict, appreciate that. If they lowballed you and said, I don't care what you do, and then you go to college and you end up having a professor that's strict on top of college work that is totally overwhelming, you're going to be in way over your head. So definitely know that. Also, past experiences I have that I want to use to set me up for success in the future. Again, with parenting, my relationships, things that I've went through there. And I know my kid, my kids maybe are going to make their own decisions. I want them to do that. But I feel like my parents and I, we never really talked about their relationships that much. I kind of knew they dated other people, but they never really sat down and said, I went through this. I experienced that in this relationship. And so when I went through things in high school, I talked to my friends about it, but I didn't feel like I could go to my parents because I didn't think that it was very relatable. When in reality, now that I'm married and have a child, they're like, oh, by the way, I went through that. I went through this, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, great. So now you tell me that. Now that I've survived it when I thought I wouldn't and I've been through it, now you tell me that I can get through it. Thanks for that. So there's a lot and I'm not going to continue to make all these detailed lists about it, but I definitely want to make it a point to understand that and I feel like I'm already doing a very decent job of it. I want to understand that I made incredible mistakes. I made very bad decisions. When I was in high school, I stayed out later than I should some days, hung out with the wrong crowd some days. I was, you know, I wasn't a bad kid, don't get me wrong, but my parents were a little more strict. And so if I got an inch, you know, I took a mile. If they let me stay at my friend's house, we stayed out all night sometimes. It was rough. And so I want to use those times to be able to teach my kid and let Stetson know that like, Hey, I've been there. I love you. I want you to come to me when you're struggling. I want you to come to me as your mother for advice. When you're in a bad situation, I don't want you to think, Oh crap. How am I going to tell my mom? I want you to think, Oh crap. I need to call my mom. I need her help. I need her advice. I want my husband to be able to further his military career and know that we are here. We're supporting him. Nothing is going to change that. And I think, and I know he knows that, but I think it's hard for them to be able to focus on their careers when they're worried about their families back home. And so I want him to know that we're here behind him. And though we never know what the military is going to do or where that life will take us, we will always be here. So all of that, there's an entire list that I can make for you. But ultimately, I want all of you to know that we all have regrets. We all have excitement. We all have appreciation, everything. We all have these emotions for the previous decade, the previous years. And I don't want those to define our future, but I want us to carry those over to our future because without those coming into our future years, we haven't learned anything. It doesn't do any good to leave things in the past. It does. Don't get me wrong. But how you react, your character in those events, don't leave that in the past. You can leave the actual moment there. If it hurts, that's fine. If it's a joyous moment and you don't have that person here anymore and it kind of hurts to think about, that's fine. 
but don't let your character and how you react and how you handled and how you grew from something, don't leave that in the past. Carry that over. Use that to set you up for success because whoever you were 10 years ago, you're not going to be that person 10 years from now. You're not going to be that person in a week. You're changing every day. You're growing, whether you believe it or not. We all are. So please look back on the person you were in 2010. Think about the person you are right now and invest in the person you want to be in 2030. Do that. And whatever you have to do, analyze all of that and make it happen. You're going to let yourself down so many times. You're going to let other people down. You're going to surprise yourself and you're going to achieve so many things. But no matter how good or how bad things are, you have to remember that you are loved, chosen, and worthy. And you are going to make a difference in so many people's lives. You are. I know it in my soul. I believe it for myself, for my child, for my husband, and for all of you. I do. And even though we're going to be meeting up again next month, take this break, this holiday season, this time where everything just seems a little more magical and it just seems a little more motivating. Take this time to really set out your goals because right now is the best time and the best mindset to have to make a list of things you want to do. Don't let it be when it's just kind of stale, you know, in August when it's hot and school's starting back and you're like, eh, I don't really have anything to be excited about right now. Make the list right now. When you're in a great mood, you have this holiday cheer, you smell the Christmas cookies, do it. Make the list and keep it. You have social media now. Take a picture of it, save it in your email. Look back on it in 2030 and say, okay, did I accomplish all of that? Look back on it in a year. Do whatever you have to do, but don't be scared to set goals. Don't be too humble to admit when you're wrong. And don't be so down on yourself like I have struggled with to remember that every day that your heart beats and you're breathing is a second chance. No matter how bad yesterday was, today can be so much better if you allow it. This next month, this next year, this next decade, all of it can be better. All of it can take what was broken and make it new again. So thank y'all for joining me. Seriously, season one ending is so bittersweet, but I promise you season two is going to be just as good, if not greater. Please, 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 I beg of you. Please send me messages. Let me know what you want to hear in season two. I want to take the time to make these episodes and get them ready for y'all. You deserve to hear me. If you're going to hear me talk, God bless you. You deserve to hear it be about things you want to hear. Things that you may want to be anonymous. That you want me to do some research on and give you my opinion or whatever it may be. Please reach out to me. I'm always open for suggestions. There is no judgment. Only love. I support all of you and I hope... All of your New Year's dreams and new decade dreams come true. God bless you. I cannot wait to talk to y'all and see you in season two. Thanks, guys.